Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole Wright. Hello. Hello. Welcome to Connection with Brian and Nicole. What he said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we are so happy that you joined us again today. And if it's your first time joining us, we are so happy that you joined us for the first time. And uh, come back. We, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> if you came back, we're super excited you came back. We yeah. didn't scare you away. <laughs> we just, you can uh, join us at connectionshow.org at any time. You can go watch past episodes, really grow up and build your faith. Uh, you know that the Lord really wants you to be victorious mm -hmm. and an overcomer. And uh, that's what we're talking about. He wants to have uh, an intimate relationship with you. He wants to connect with you. And that's why we have the Connection Show uh, with Brian and Nicole. So go to ConnectionShow.org. Send us a note. Send us an email. Send us prayer requests, testimony. If you commit to Christ or recommit to us, send us a note telling us that because we have some stuff that we'd like to give to you, a gift. And uh, send us information about that and send us a note. Just say hello. Tell us where you're watching from and uh, make sure that you go and watch some of the past episodes. There's some great material there that the Lord has given to us and we just praise God for that. And that's all at ConnectionShow.org. And uh, today, as we jump right into this, we're talking about There's Hope. And today we're talking about There's Hope and this is part six. I believe this is episode six that yeah. we've been talking about. And uh, so there's hope. And we're talking about uh, how the devil tries to go against our hope. But the biggest thing that we're talking about is how do we have hope? This is, this is the title for today. How do we have hope? Um, how do we move in it? What do we do? But before we get into that, we want to kind of go through a review. And then we also want to talk about uh, what does the devil do? Because we don't want to focus more on the devil than we focus on God because okay. he's got nothing on God. He's already a defeated foe. However, if we're ignorant of his ways, then we can fall into some traps that he lays for us. And then uh, the word says that uh, we are in captivity and we are, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. So we want to be uh, aware. Uh, and that's what the Word tells us, to be aware of the devil's devices, of his schemes. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. How does he attack us and attack uh, our hope? But first, let's just review uh, what we've gone over. Basically today, last week we did a pretty thorough review. I would highly recommend, uh, this is part six, episode six. And, but I would highly recommend that you go back and you watch part one through five if you haven't seen those already because we really go into detail about hope. And one of the things that you'll find out by watching those is how important hope is because it is so important. Yeah. We were talking about that last week, just how important hope is. Um, hope can be the difference between life or death. Yeah. And, but if you ask people what hope is or how it operates, I have found very most few. Don't know. Yeah, most people don't. And uh, that was how we came on this series in the first place. Was the Lord said, "How many messages have you heard on hope?" And Not there, many. there weren't very many. Less less than five, I would yeah. say, that I'd heard. Easily. And uh, the Lord said, "I want you to teach on hope because it's going to become a precious commodity." So, um, just the only thing I really want to review today is 
what is hope? And do you want to cover that? Just what is hope versus what the world thinks hope is or how yeah. they use it? Yeah. Well, you know, we use this example and we've used it probably in every episode. The hope, you know, the hope of the world is basically just a wish or a luck. You know, if somebody's not feeling good, hope you get to feeling better or, you know, you're going, going somewhere. I hope you have a good day where the hope of God, who is hope, the hope of God is a joyful, confident expectation. Yeah. So what hope really is, is it doesn't matter what it sees, what it feels. It's joyful because it knows the God of yes. hope. It's confident because we know God is our Father and He doesn't fail. And it's expectant because I know God is always working on my behalf. Yes. So I expect the world may throw things at me, but I expect God to lead me to triumph through anything and yes. everything. Yes. So it doesn't matter what's going on. We have hope because, A, we have God who is hope, but then we have hope because we choose to put it on. Yes. And it's a choice. That's right. You it can is. have stuff all day long and choose not to use it. I'm sure your house is full of stuff that you haven't used in a while, you know, but you choose to put on yes. that hope. And when you have that joyful, confident expectation, it changes the situations instead of the situations changing you. Yeah. I, I would just add to that that it's not just hope, but there's a, a number of things, a large number of things and promises the character and nature of God that is available and already paid for through yes. Jesus Christ. That as pastors at Boomerang, we see people that they're by faith. We pick up the things of God by faith mm -hmm. and we constantly see things that God has given, mm -hmm. freely given, and they're never picked up by people in the church, in yeah. the body of Christ, because either they don't know about it or they don't know how to. Hope is one of those big things. And most of the time, yeah. people think of hope in today as luck or wish, yeah. and it's actually the exact opposite. There's no luck involved in hope. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no wishing involved in hope. It's joyful. It's confident. It's expectant. There's no fear in hope. And uh, one of the ways, uh, at, being that this is our last episode on There's Hope, let me say this one more time. You, joy, confident, and expectation is what makes up hope. The way to tell if you are in hope is if you have all three of those things in action in you. If you are in joy, if you are confident, and if you are in expectation of the promises of God, you're in hope. But if you're missing either one of those three things, if you have joy and confidence but no expectation, you're not in full hope. If you have joy and expectation but no confidence, you're not in hope. If you have confidence and expectation, but no joy, you're not in hope. And so then, we talked about it in the last episode, faith actually supports and brings into manifestation the things that we hope for. And so if you're not in hope, if you can tell by those three things, uh, that, that test, if you can tell that I'm not in hope, then faith has nothing to manifest. And so our faith is not working, and love is not doing what it wants to do. So hope is so important. Amen. And, and here's the thing. 
we probably said something similar to that in every single episode, but this is how the Word works, and this is how we work as human beings. Repetition, uh, we, we teach it in our leader, leadership. Repetition is the motor of learning. And even Paul said at one point, he said that I repeat these things so that when I'm gone, you will remember them. Yeah. And so he showed us that the Lord wants us to, to repeat these things. In Joshua it says, meditate on my word day and night. In other words, continual, continual meditation on the word, putting it in, let it turn over inside of you. And so the more you hear that about hope, the more it becomes a part of you. Yeah. So just because you've heard something before in your church or wherever you hear the Word of God or read it or in prayer, uh, just because you've heard it before, do not turn your brain off to that. Matter of fact, when you hear it again, turn your brain on and renew your mind uh, to the things of God. In this case, hope. Get it in you because okay. you need that kind of hope. And uh, man, the devil is after yes. your hope. And here's why. Because if he can steal your hope, he can steal the manifestation of God's goodness, of his love, of his promises. And so the devil knows that, even though we haven't known that as a body all the time, the devil knows that. He's aware of it. And so he's constantly trying to steal our hope. I think he tries to steal that almost more than anything else. It's definitely yeah. one of the top things. Well, I mean, you think about just the definition of hope, joy, confidence, expectation. Yes. If if God or if Satan can steal the joy that God has given us, the joy that is God, or the hope that is God, he steals our joy. Well, you look at the world today. How many people do you see walking around in true joy? Yes. Even Christians, not many, because they don't have a full understanding of it. How many do you see walking around in confidence in God? Not many, or you'd see a That's lot right. more people walking around proclaiming the name of Jesus. And how many people... Do you see walking around in expectation? Again, Very not few. many, because if you saw more people walking around in expectation, you would see more of God's true power in manifestation yes. because they would be joyful knowing that God has supplied all their needs, all of his power. They would be confident because they know it works, yes. and they would be expecting it to manifest left and right. Yes. So if, yes. He, if Satan can attack hope, He's attacked all three of those things, yes. which is a foundation of who we are as Christians. That's right. So let's turn to Acts uh, chapter 27 and verse 20. And we're going to see, I was reading this one day while I was studying on the hope, and uh, man, did it stick out to me. <laughs> um, Acts 27 verse 20. So the situation here is that... Uh, Paul is in the boat. They're taking a trip. And he had already warned them not to take this trip. They didn't listen. And uh, they went out. And here they are in this boat. Well, sure enough, they get swept up into a storm like this big hurricane, this big typhoon. And they had basically been swirling in this hurricane for now days upon days upon days. And we come to this one place in verse 20 says, Since neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small storm was assailing us, then from then on all of our hope, all hope of our being saved was gradually abandoned. Now, 
This is what the devil does. When I read that verse, the Holy Spirit immediately spoke to me and said this. He said, that is exactly how the devil That's attacks right. hope. He doesn't come in. He, the devil doesn't swoop in and just tell you, nothing's ever going to work. Because if you realize, if he just came in and made an absolute statement like that, then all of a sudden we would recognize that as an attack against the promise of God. But you'll notice in there it says that the hope was gradually abandoned. And immediately the Holy Spirit showed me a picture of like a grater, like in yeah. the kitchen, and cheese, like a cheese grater. And um, like you take that block of cheese and you just grate on it. Yeah. And it's not all gone quick. But you just keep grading, keep grading, keep grading on that thing. And before you know it, that big block has disintegrated down to nothing. Now, um, I always think about it every time. That's when you take that little block of cheese, pop it in your mouth. But um, I can't get past that. I've got to throw that part in there. So anyway, um, hardly anybody grates cheese anymore now. Anyway, they go and buy the shredded cheese. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... It's better when you shred it, I have to say. It's it's better. So that's our little sidebar for today. Great <laughs> Go buy cheese. you a block of cheese. Yes. And, and anyway, but that's how the devil, if he takes our hope, he doesn't try to get you to throw away the whole block of hope. He just grates on it. And he grates on it. And he grates on it. And he grates on it. Until all of a sudden, all of our hope is abandoned. Yeah. All of a sudden, we look there and we go, where'd our hope go? And a lot of times, we don't even recognize that our hope is gone. Well, this is incredibly important because if our hope gets gone, then all of a sudden, faith has nothing to manifest. There is no salvation to manifest because there's no promise that's being in, that you have expectation on. Yeah. And so Satan effectively has taken away the promise of God because we have allowed our hope to be graded on, to be gradually abandoned. Now, how does he do that? Because let's uh, take a situation where we're believing a promise of God. Uh, let's say that um, you are sick. You go to the doctor, they give you a bad report. And uh, then all of a sudden, uh, you go to church. It's a church that believes in the Lord. He believes in, in healing. They believe on the full gospel. They believe in the power of God. They have hope. Yeah. Right, You go to a church that has hope. You hear a message on healing and all of a sudden he tells you, by his stripes we were healed. We're not waiting on it. It's already done. Uh, those that lay hands on the sick, those that believe him and they lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. Anyone who believes, they shall recover. Uh, you read these verses, you take them and you believe in the goodness of God and you come out of that service and man, your hope and your faith it's on epic levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. And then you go home. And before you get home, what does the devil do? He takes that little Sorry. place where you're yeah. sick and he punches it. And he makes it be in pain. Maybe you got prayer while you were there and you got prayer for that recovery and healing to come in. And before you get home, he punches that place that was hurting in your body. And you're like, oh, man, well, I just got prayer. But maybe that prayer didn't take. And there's the devil grading on your hope. Hope is what that faith, that faith released in prayer is going to manifest that healing. It's coming. That healing is on its way. It yeah. is manifesting as soon as you put faith out there to believe it. It's on its way. But the devil's already after your hope. 
So he tries, and you, we start listening. Now watch, here's how we play a part in this wrongly. We listen to the pain or the symptom more than we listen to the truth of God's Word. Yep. God tells us, let my Word be true. My Word is true. And every man be a liar. That includes me too. If my body's telling me something that's contrary to the Word, I've got to listen to this Word in order to have hope generated in order for faith to manifest that healing. So then you get home and uh, you're trying to maintain faith. You're trying to maintain hope. And about that time the phone rings and you know it's somebody that loves you. Mom or dad or sister or friend. And they're like, how you doing? Oh, well, I got a bad report at the doctor. And then you even try to put on faith and some hope and say, but you know what? I got some prayer today at church and, you know, I believe that I'm healed in Jesus' name. And then all of a sudden, what's that person on the phone do? Oh, yeah, well, that's great, but, you know, you better listen to the doctor. And what is that? that they think they're loving on you, but what they're actually doing is they're grading on that hope. They're actually taking away the miraculous, supernatural healing power of God by telling you not to listen to what the Word says, but let's keep looking at the flesh. Let's look at all of the natural. And they're grading on your hope. And all of a sudden, you know, it's one thing after the other. And before you know it, you look back and that block of hope that you had, it's no more and it doesn't work. And how many times have we watched that play out in our own lives again, and in the and lives again, of other again. people? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the devil, you know, tries to do that. So it's very important to know what he's up to. But see, the more that we know about God, the more we're connected with God, the more we know about his character, his nature, his promise, you know, the devil doesn't come in and try to steal everything. That would be too bold and most people would recognize it. So he does it little pieces at a time. The word says this, it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. So in other words, he doesn't try to come in there and rip the whole vine down at one point. He comes in and, you know, leaf by leaf, branch by branch, he tries to dismantle it. Well, when you start to know who God is, you yeah. start to recognize those things. Same situation. You need healing. You get prayer at church. You walk out. All of a sudden, you're on the way home. That spot that's hurting, all of a sudden, the devil starts poking it. You start feeling the symptoms, but you recognize that is an attempt to steal my hope. That's right. And you go, uh-uh, devil. I am the healed of the Lord. You are not stealing my hope. You start quoting scripture. You start speaking life yeah. and choosing life. And all of a sudden, that attempt to steal your hope, hope, it is destroyed. That weapon formed against you is destroyed because you put on the word. That person calls you on the phone that, that's trying to love on you, but they get you pointing away from the miraculous power of God and looking at the natural. In other words, you, they're um, maybe not on purpose, but they're helping you to take your eyes off of Jesus, the one who's going to save you, and put your eyes on the problem, the waves, yeah. the storm. And all of a sudden, you know, there's that hope that's trying to be stilled. But you know it because you know God. You know His promises. You know how good He is and how much He loves you. And so all of a sudden, you, you step back and go, wait a minute, I recognize this. This is an attack. You know, I believe that God's going to heal me, and, and I know that He is. This is not something, you know what, let me put it this way. I'm confident about it. I have a joy over yeah. what God's doing. I'm expecting that God's going to heal me. And there's that, that other attempt to steal your hope. 
you block it. And so we've got to know God well enough and recognize these things where they try to attack our hope. And so we start blocking those foxes from steel, those small foxes. We start blocking those attempts to gradually wear away at our hope. Our hope remains intact and then our faith manifests that exact promise and we have the victory. Now it's a testimony and now other people's hope is built up uh, with that as well. Amen. Well, and I'm, you know, how do you get to know God? Well, you get in His Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing yes. by the Word. It's kind of like you think about somebody who's just believed a deception that's just so in your head so ridiculous like how do they believe that well it's because they heard the lie again and again and again so much so that it started seeming right to them right. well that's how Satan works he'll tell you the lie again and again and again no you really are sick no you really are poor you'll always be this way again and again and you have to shut him down yes. by getting in the word of God and you listen to it. You know, there's you, uh, what is it? You version apps on your, your phone or iPads, or there's you know Bibles or Bibles on CDs. You can get it everywhere now. It's it's the wonderful thing of being born in this time and era. Yes. Is you can you can get the word everywhere. Yes. So put it before your eyes. Read it. Listen to it. Get it in so that when you when you hear Satan say, "No, you're sick," you can say, "Uh-uh." By his stripes, I am healed. Uh-uh. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. My God came that we may have life. That's how you get hope. That's how you get to know the God of hope. Yeah. It's because you get in his word. You spend time with him. You know, when we were dating, how we got to know each other was we spent time together. Yeah. We talked about everything. We did stuff together. Get to know God by getting in his word. Talk to him about everything. Research stuff in his word so that when the enemy comes and tries to plant a stupid lie, you can recognize it right away. Yes, amen. And that's what she's leading into is how do we have hope and how do we, uh, how do we build our hope? And let me, let me just give you, here's three points. One is what she just said. Know God. Mm -hmm. Know the God of hope. Two is fix your hope. In other words, we're going to talk about that real quickly. Fix your hope on God. Uh, set it. Make it strong. Set it. Uh, grab a hold of it. And number three is just trust God. Trust God. And so let, let's talk about that. So part one is knowing God. Mm -hmm. And you've got to know Him. You've got to have relationship with God. And uh, once you have relationship with God and you get to know his character and his nature, then when the devil tries to come against his character and nature in the smallest of ways, it kind of rubs your spirit wrong. And you're like, wait a minute, something's going on here. I smell something. Yeah. Ah, it's that stinky devil again. Yeah. You know, I smell him. He's up to something. And so you start to recognize that. The more you know him, you start to recognize his ways. The next thing is fix your hope. I'm just going to go through this kind of quickly because I want you to just see it. This, I'll give you these scriptures. 1 Peter 1.13. It says this. It says, Prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. See, when we know Jesus Christ, when we have revelation of Jesus Christ, there's a grace that's poured out yeah. that we see that we can 
fix our hope on. And it's saying fix it and don't let go of it. Grab a hold of hope and don't let it be shaken. 1 John 3, 3 says, And everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Again, you see the word saying, fix your hope. See, we don't even know that we should have hope. And, you know, first of all, we, we've had the wrong idea of hope, so how in the world are we going to fix on it? And then we don't know that we should keep hope, so how are we going to fix on it? But yet we're seeing the word say, fix it, fix your hope, set your hope on him over and over and over again. And so no wonder we've been missing parts of uh, hope in our lives and, and missing what it does for us. 1 Timothy 4.10 says, For it is for this labor we strive because we have fixed our hope on the living God. We've fixed our hope. Again, we see the necessity to fix our hope. Hebrews 6.17-19, it says, God also bound himself with an oath so that those who received the promise could be perfectly sure that he would never change his mind. So God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable. Because his promise and his oath is unchangeable. Right. You remember what he said about his promises? He said, my promises are yes and amen. In other words, when you ask me for a promise, my answer is, is, is now and is always going to be yes and amen means so be it. My promise is always going to be yes and let it be in your life. So be it in your life. It's always that way. His promises are unchangeable. So we have something to attach our hope to. Yeah. It says, God has given both his promise and his oath. These two things are unchangeable because it's impossible for God to lie. Therefore, we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. Mm -hmm. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. That's uh, in the New Living. What a great promise. When Amen. we hold on to hope, it anchors us and it leads us into the Holy of Holies where the presence of God will melt away the problems yes. that we have. Uh, that same verse in the New American says, These two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. Amen. So in his word, God says there's hope. I'm the God of hope. I want to fill you up with hope. I want to abound your peace and your joy. Take hold of my hope. So there's a command to take hold. What happens when we fix on his hope, when we fix ourselves on his hope and we take hold of it? Well, when we trust God, it builds our hope. In Romans 5, verse 1 through 5, I'll read it real quick and then I'll explain it. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, through whom, through Jesus, also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand and we exalt uh, in hope of the glory of God. So in other words, we're praising God in this hope. Yeah. This grace has led us to a place where we can exalt and give God glory. Why? Because hope is there and hope will not disappoint, which mm -hmm. is about to say. 
Not only this, but we also exalt in tribulations. And that's where most people go, what? <laughs> exalt in tribulations. Yes. Why? Because we know we're not staying in the tribulation. God's always leading us to triumph. That's right. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope. See, here's what happens. The more that we go into tribulations praising God for the triumph that's about to come, we start to move into the place of hope. That hope proves the character of God is true. And the more we see the character of God, it goes back to the first part, the more we know who He is, right. our hope rises. Yeah. So as we choose to, to hold on by faith and patience, we inherit the promises of God. And we hold on to hope. We see that our hope was warranted. And verse 5 says this, And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. As we finish up this series on There's Hope, the message translation, 1 Corinthians 13, 12 and 13, it ends by saying this, Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, love extravagantly. There's hope for you today. Take time right now, pray to God who loves you and is full of hope and ask Him to fill you with His hope and connect with Him right now. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We just thank you for being here. Have a great week. Thank you for joining Brian and Nicole for this week's broadcast. Connection is all about connecting you more intimately with Jesus, where you can find true joy and really live. Contact us or watch more shows online at connectionshow.org. We love you. Have a great week.